0: Welcome to Documentary Die Hards, the show where three sports fans break down one 30 for 30 documentary each and every episode. Ren, Sam, Nick, we're back. And and it seems like every time we talk, there's like a snowstorm, a blizzard going on, but this one might be historic. Uh, We're inside and watching the snow come down. What's up, guys?
1: Yeah, I'm on a two day snow day going on, back to back snow days, which is pretty awesome and uh yeah i'm just waiting to snow blow about 15 inches tomorrow morning which would be fun but it's kind of nice just to chill i was hoping that it was going to be bigger than the 1991 halloween blizzard but I don't yeah there was, was
0: talks happen. that it would you know it would be top 10 or something i don't know if that's still a possibility but uh either way it's going to be a whole bunch of snow and there yeah, i was is. hoping
2: to set some records as well i was just like let it happen
0: <laughs> yeah why not <laughs> it's actually a perfect time for me because i'm still not back to work yet i come back next week and originally i was gonna come back this week early on i thought i could come back in three weeks and i pushed it to four or a while ago and so it would have been really uh not ideal to come back and then have to stand out in the snow and stuff like that okay, no like, kidding so yeah how's,
1: how's the back treating you around
0: the back is getting there after surgery. Uh, it's not 100%, not close to 100% yet, but it's a whole bunch better than it used to be. So it's still pretty stiff and I can't really bend over. So that okay. provides issues with some day to day things. Like, you know, sure. grabbing any, like if I drop something on the floor, it just stays there until like my sister comes to my apartment. Like, <laughs> so it's.
1: You need to get one of those grabbers, like.
0: I know. I, well, I've i thought about that many times. It would be really nice for a lot of reasons, but uh, that's awesome. yeah, we're getting there. Good. Um, yeah. Anything else we need to cover before we jump into this one? Nope. Okay. Well, I hate Christian Leitner. Yeah, Me that's too. Not, that's not my opinion. That <laughs> that's uh, the title. It's not not my opinion. Let's just go with that. Uh, The title of our documentary we are reviewing, ESPN's 30 for 30, came out in 2015, directed by Rory Karp. Um, And it covers Christian Leitner, one of the probably not a strong statement to say one of the best uh, college basketball players in NCAA history, one of the eight. And obviously one of the most hated. It's a kind of a deep dive into why people hate sports. Um, figures or teams or whatever, it, it kind of touches on that. It, uh, and it, it just kind of examines why Christian Leitner was and, and still it might be so reviled by sports fans and anti Duke basketball fans. It covers his career, um, and then kind of breaks it down, uh, into like, different, like five different categories of his kind of personality and and the way he carried himself. So that's really, uh, it's a really super simple com- concept. I think this was one of the most popular uh, 30 for 30s ESPNs ever had. It was definitely, I remember it being marketed a whole bunch, ads, trailers, like they used to have like a lower third graphic up during like Sports Center, like nonstop it seemed in 2015, uh, before this came out. I remember just seeing, being so bombarded with that, um, seeing the promos for it. Um, and so, yeah, it, it did good ratings, I think, is what Sam told us last time. So uh, I think I'd seen part of this before, but I barely remembered any of it. Nick, had, had you, I'm assuming you had seen this before, uh, if I know you, or at least part of it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've seen it before. It's been a while, though, but I remember all the promos, like you had said. Um, definitely their most marketed, um, or at least, like, a top, like, 5'10 marketed one, I feel like, along with, like, the U, oh, yeah, uh,
1: U part two. Bo Jackson, Bo knows Jackson, name.
2: yeah. I feel like the best that never was was pretty um highly um publicized too, but
0: what'd you think of it overall, Nick? Just uh your, your Yeah, I mean, was... I
2: I hate Christian Leitner. <laughs> um that's about all I gotta say. <laughs> no. Um I thought it was pretty good. Uh you know, overall, obviously it hit uh college basketball, which I love. Um in like a fun timeline too, like just after MJ, or at least, you know, uh, like five years after him, but, um, but saw some of that next stage of college basketball. um, That was pretty cool uh, to see. Um, I felt like the timelines were kind of a little choppy at times. um, Just as far as like going back and forth, they didn't follow the chronological order. They followed more of a storyline, And then, like within the storyline, they're like, "Oh, and and uh, like kind of jumping ahead here, but they showed the shot um, that everybody knows against Kentucky in the national or in the uh, tournament." But um, and then they're like, "Well, that's not the only time he was clutch." And then went back like two years and showed something, and I felt like sometimes that was a little um, awkward. Um, They had Rob Lowe uh, uh, narrating it, which I couldn't get over, like. I couldn't figure out if that was too cheesy for me or if that was too fitting. Um, Mm -hmm. But just having Rob Lowe, I don't know. I was just not expecting that Um, just thinking of all the different, um, um, you know, roles he's played in movies or shows. It's uh, funny, Um, but overall, I mean, I liked it and, you know, I thought that they had a good, uh, a wide variety of people who were, you know, talking about, you know, this whole documentary and who Christian Leitner was, whether it was players, coaches, um, you know, we saw Jalen Rose and another player from the Fab Five. We saw multiple coaches and like Calhoun and and Roy Williams and then coach and somehow his wife got on there and was talking about uh, Leitner's love life. And, and uh, so there's some obscure ones there too, but what'd you think, Sam?
1: I really liked it too. Um, I think it had the potential to be terrible. And by that, I mean how it was set up as like, it was almost like a PowerPoint presentation as to why Christian Leitner was hated. I'm sure you all know, like the graphic I'm talking about where it's like the pitchfork and they made the pitchfork five prongs instead of three, because he was so hated that he needed five prongs. And then each one of them was a different word that symbolized why he, he was hated. Um, And I feel like that had the potential just to be very cringy and awful, but I think they like pulled it off pretty well. And you guys can add on in a minute, whether you agree with me or not. And like, it could have just been disastrous. Like, this is my middle school presentation as to why people hated Christian Leitner. But I think they like the interviews and the quality of the documentary itself were pretty high. He is definitely somebody worthy of a documentary uh, because of his personality and because of, I mean, he, he is one of the most successful college basketball players of all time, like Ren talked about. And like, wasn't it four straight final fours? yeah and and so like somebody like that who's the most popular player on a team that that is that successful and it kind of like kick-started Duke as a powerhouse of basketball um was was really interesting and I mean it was a very transformative time for one of the biggest coaches in college basketball history and coach K um and they talk about that especially a lot towards the end about how Christian Laettner and his relationship it really helped coach K grow as a as a coach and so um for all those reasons, I, I, I thought it was it was really it was a good documentary. I thought um, could have been a disaster, but I think they pulled it off.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. You guys, uh, I was kind of bringing up a couple of things that each of you guys brought up, uh, the, mainly the format, like the, you mentioned, Sam, which was yeah. I thought was interesting as well. And yeah, I wasn't super like excited when they did that kind of the PowerPoint seeming thing, but I did wasn't really bothered by it too much until kind of more the end where I was like. Hmm, I don't, I don't know if if it was it was as clear and as crisp as it could have been, and maybe that that was the approach taken was the problem with that. I guess yeah. Overall, the, the format was like Nick you said was not chronological, and so I did get hung up in the jumping back and forth, and they showed this time where he had clutched free throws twice, and and referenced and framed them differently each time and yeah they mentioned the shot and they went backwards two years and, and and I don't have a problem with not going chronologically like you don't have to do it for every documentary but they just probably should have done it a little more clear, clearly better uh, in that way um, I,
2: I I also thought Can I thing, jump on that point? Yeah, Just one thing too I, I feel like if they were to jump back as much as they did I feel like they didn't need to spend as much time like with each clip, it wasn't like it needed to be a two minute like, oh, now let's set this the set the person back. Like this was in the ninety um final four or something like that. I feel like it could have just been like, Oh, like it was also here and like as someone was talking about it, they just played highlights of it and then still cut back. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I, I think trim the fat unless there's more type of thing. Maybe you yeah. more more quick montages to prove your point, but you don't have to you know, reintroduce, reestablish, I agree with that. It kind of goes to my, one of my biggest problems with this was that it was just too long. I think it was an hour 17, which is not insanely long for anything, but it's it's on the longer end. And, uh, I just didn't think it had to be, it probably could have been under 90 or 60 minutes. Um, they definitely could have gotten away with that and not miss anything, even though they did have a lot of good content and stuff that was really entertaining. Um, I wanted to go back to Rob Lowe, which, cause I was having the same kind of thought in my head, Nick, like, is this good or awful? I decided, I, I ended up deciding it was perfect. I thought it was like, cause like Rob Lowe just seems in a way, like, I have nothing against him. He, he seems a little, like he would be a Duke fan in a way. I don't know. He probably isn't, but like, yeah. NFL. Um, I, I was going to make the joke that he should yeah he should have like an NCAA hat <laughs> but but yeah so it just seemed like it fit I don't know he's so like straight laced seeming as far as like the characters he plays I, I, maybe that's not even true but that's just kind of the persona I get
2: I think so, the one thing that kind of threw me for a loop is that we've been watching Parks and Rec lately and so like <laughs> yeah. that's such an un-Rob Lowe type character so <laughs> yeah, so I was like, wait a minute, where's that voice?
0: <laughs> I did. I also kind of think Roblox and he's kind of an older like. He's probably more popular or before our time, but I feel like he's also kind of like can be hateable. Like he's like both like loved and hated, and so I feel like it sort of fits. Sure. Um, I don't know. I just kind of liked it. I, I didn't. I couldn't really pinpoint either why I thought it worked well, but I thought that I had. I had a lot of issues with the production, but I thought that was a Good production choice. Yeah. Uh, another, uh, the biggest, to me, w- production error was one of the first scenes, which I'm sure you guys probably saw, and were like, this is Ren's pet peeve. It was when he walked in, in his present day, Christian Laner did it, into the gym, and there was a bunch of actors booing him, and it was the most cringy thing you've ever seen. It was so unnecessary, too. <laughs> I, they, I
2: thought immediately of you, Ren. Yeah.
0: It was an abandoned arena and then, you know, the overhang where people walk in and out. and They were all like boo-boo-boos, like kids and adults, uh, paid actors in an otherwise empty arena. And they did that just to get that shot when it was so unnecessary. That's what makes it even more egregious is they could have just used, you know, so (laughs) much video they had of people booing him in real life over his career in college. So that to me was a bad start. It was one of the first scenes of the
1: documentary. That was a that was a terrible scene. I will say though, they made up for it at a cool scene at the end when he's back uh, in Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> They're that all booing him and he made he seemed way more likable to me after that moment. Because yeah. he goes and he cleans the floor of the Kentucky arena, even that though was- I booing him and stuff. Like he's on the floor with the Towel Boys and I thought yeah. that was a lot of I thought
0: that was too. Was that supposed to be the spot where he stepped on the guy? was that the joke?
1: I don't know if it was the joke or more so just like, hey, I'm here helping out your arena even though you don't like me. Like, I'm not a bad guy. I'll You're help right. out. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I took it.
0: Oh, man. it's Yeah. Um, I, I mean, overall, I, I just, my biggest question is just did we like, like the premise of this? Because the premise was it's like a case study of why do people hate sports teams or athletes. You know, they had Ric Flair in there. like It was like the WWE effect. Like, why? Do we need uh, villains and 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 what is that role does that play in sports? like do you did you like the premise, Sam of this? Uh,
1: I was just thinking about it. I didn't really think about it like that. Um, I would say it was unnecessary, probably, and that they the documentary itself he is an interesting enough story where they could have just focused on him and not necessarily turned it into like do we need villains in sports? But I would say. It it was kind of like fitting in the fact that he is such a he was such a villain in sports history and still continues to be in a way um, that I would say like it kind of flowed nicely and if they were going to make a documentary about villains like to put, yeah. or to put a little section of it within the Christian Leitner story makes sense. What do you think, Rudy? I think if it was
2: purely Christian Leitner as a um showing his um you know you root against him or you hate him tendencies like I feel like it could have been limited to 60 minutes but if you would have opened that up to more people like like the villain in sports and had more of a broad topic um I feel like it you could have lasted a lot longer like then you go over Ron Artest and um or if you wanted to stick with Duke you go from Christian Leitner he started it all um and then you go through like the lineage like um you know into jj reddick and then into um like grayson allen and and Mm -hmm. you know you can go all the way um to present day um with players you hated or you switch and you go knowing that you know those four years that he was at duke was a final four every year like that's probably worth a documentary um and just covering those that Duke team and then knowing what Coach K has turned into as well, since that was kind of his breakthroughs there. Um, and then, you know, have a large focus on Leitner, but not necessarily like maybe his villain um, self.
1: And I will say just going off that, you, you talked about, you know, the broad topic of villains. <laughs> like when the documentary has a broad topic like that, like the first thing that came to my mind was, broke the documentary about how uh, athletes tend to a lot of athletes tend to be broke after they're done with a playing career like that was one of the worst documentaries that we've watched i think it was the lack of focus on one character or one storyline of that it was like too broad and there was too many people and it was confusing and chaotic where like this one it had the central theme and then you know for like 10 to 15 minutes they touched on what it means to be a villain and other villains in sports, but the focus was on Christian Lehner. And so I think once you said that, I was like, I kind of liked that they really honed in on one and sure it was an hour and 18, which might've been a little long, but they made it work.
0: Yeah. I mean, I overall, I liked the premise and I do agree that if you don't have a good, strong character, then it's not going to be an interesting documentary and successful. Um, But I, overall, like I, I liked a lot of like the, the macro choices they made, uh, for approaching this. Um, I, I didn't like some of the execution, but I liked some of it too. Um, so yeah. Do we think, uh, he should be as hated as he is. It's the ultimate question, right? What do you think Rudy?
2: Yeah, without a doubt.
0: Give me your, your 32nd reason why. Uh,
2: I think, you know, where they said that he's just the, well, okay, so one thing I didn't like in this documentary, I mean, obviously, like, they were highlighting Christian Leitner, and that was the focus, but they made him out to be like MJ in The Last Dance, where he was this, like, he orchestrated this team, and he was pushing uh, to the level that MJ did, yeah. and maybe there was some of that, but then they, like, started showing how, like, it was, he just picked on others because his, uh, his brother picked on him, yeah. and... I think it's just such an easy thing to claim. Like, oh, yeah, I just tried to make him stronger because I knew that we had to be stronger um, to win or, or, you know, to to be a good team. I mean, uh, you know, watching and just thinking of him, I think he is the Duke player that people hate Duke because of. Um, and so, I don't know, I think he played into that. And so by playing into that, then you're accepting that hatred, I guess. And that's kind of you know what he thought too. He said, "I don't care about how people think of me, but um, besides like my inner circle or whatever."
0: Yeah, through
2: some sure rules, so screw him.
0: I agree because you know they they gave the case point the the point about the point guard right, Hurley Billy Hur something Hurley or something really, Bobby. Bobby. Um, and it's just, you're completely discrediting that this guy was a good player or whatever. It's just like, yeah, he wouldn't have helped them win a, a title unless he had gotten picked on incessantly all year by this bully. Like, okay. It's, yeah, it's, it, it exactly was trying to do the MJ last dance. Steve Curtin can get punched in the face by MJ and it's all good because they won the title, blah, blah, blah. I mean, imagine if they did, like, if Duke hadn't won a the title, then like, it, like, he would be, have less of a defense because now he can go he'd smirk and say it worked but it really it's just his own issues and he's just picking on people like it's like you, it's all subjective i suppose but like, you can also be like there's definitely a line and i feel like it most people could agree that he crossed that a lot of the time especially with the stomp like
2: right i don't know like it's very it, telling too like the grant hill interview i don't know i feel like i was like like focused mm-hmm. on that, and I feel like Grant Hill did not like. You could tell he hated Christian Leitner, at least didn't like him as a teammate, because yeah. he like didn't want to give him that much credit for all of it. And maybe Grant thinks that you know he was more of it, um, and he's sick of always hearing how Christian it was Christian Leitner's team. But I thought it was like pretty telling in those interviews.
0: Yeah, you yeah. If you're gonna get interviews in which they did a good job of getting, then yeah, you should exactly hone in on the people that. Would have the you know easiest time defending or not defending, and also Hurley didn't really defend him either. Uh, mm-hmm. He didn't have a ton of. Neither one said bad things about him, but they didn't say great things. Either.
1: I don't know if there's a, like a character in all of the thirty for thirties that we've watched that like cared less about what people thought of them, or at least acted like they cared less. Like it, he, it seemed like he did not care and almost like loved being the villain. Like I, we've mentioned a few times already. Um, and so obviously that definitely played into things too, but I, it makes me wonder, I mean it wouldn't be a story if like how quickly would those teams have fallen apart if things if they weren't winning so many games, I feel like like if you're that bad of a teammate and stuff and it, but it's working like Kobe was a pretty bad teammate by a lot of accounts, but they won a lot of games, so it was fine and he was awesome. but like, if they lose in the sweet 16 and get upset, like the next year are a couple players transferring or something because he's such a jerk or I don't know.
0: And that's Just, the coach K of it too. Like it was pretty obvious near the end too, when you were talking about his NBA time, like if he didn't have like a, such a like coach K who seemed to understand exactly how to make it work, then yeah. it, it, it probably would have been a nightmare, like in the locker room and stuff.
1: Totally. And- Rudy, do you have any – has Coach K changed in your mind at all after watching this doc? What do you mean? Just, like, become more of a legend in your eyes because he controlled Christian Leitner to such an extent to make him a four-time Final Four player?
2: No, No, I think that uh, I lost respect because he was able to um, uh, be the – oh, no, shoot, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the term – Oh, the nepotism in bringing Leitner into the dream team. Like, what is that BS?
0: Yeah, I know. That was disgusting.
2: (laughs) And then he calls out Shaq and says, like, Shaq couldn't be a 12th player. I know!
0: And it's like, okay,
2: is that why you sucked in the NBA? Because you're fine being a 12th player.
0: And also Shaq probably would have because there's, like, a whole bunch of legends on the team. And he was also just out of college. Like, who cares? Yeah,
2: Another quote I hated from Christian Leitner. Because I hate Christian Lanier, um, was that when they were talking about his NBA career? He's like, yeah, I mean, if I would have had the same career that I had in, college <sighs> in the NBA, I would have been, I would have been one of the best players. Like, I know have a Hall was? of Famer.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, if I had been a Hall of Famer, I also would have been a Hall of Famer. Like if I had the same,
1: a- if I had the same batting average that I had in T-ball into the exactly. major leagues, <laughs> yeah. I'd be one of the greatest of all time. <laughs>
0: um yeah also another part of it just bothered me was him sitting on his couch and being so smug and like like I, that's exactly what i expected from him too yeah. Like, yeah, he's not wearing
2: his own uh, name on his t-shirt or his own basketball. yeah his own name okay
1: i did i want to add one thing about that red he's sitting on the couch and at one point he says yeah, like, I don't really care if I was a good basketball player. All I want is to be remembered as being a good husband and father. And literally, there's the kitchen table behind them, and the picture that is overlooking the kitchen table is him hitting the game winner. Like, <laughs> and I was like, if you don't care about basketball, you wouldn't have a picture of you hitting a game winner above your kitchen table. Oh, that's like, good. Oh, I not that. That's <laughs> nice catch.
0: <laughs>
1: I was like, it should be a family picture up there, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, Is that that's true.
0: Funny. I don't have a ton left to talk about before we get to rating. You guys?
1: No. I can lead us off with the ratings if you guys want. Yeah, go. <clears throat> All right. Um, I'll keep it short and sweet. I I liked it. Um, wasn't my favorite. I I think you know they could have made a couple of different uh, production choices, like Ren pointed out, the cheesy scene at the beginning. Didn't really love the PowerPoint theme. Um, But overall, like a a solid documentary that I enjoyed watching and an important documentary in college basketball history and sports history in general, I would say. Uh, So I'm giving it 7.3 still on probation uh, because at one point Jalen Rose says uh, that if he would have – if someone on the Fab Five would have stomped on the the Kentucky guy's chest in the middle of the game, they'd still be on probation. And Chris later didn't even get kicked out of the game. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and they're like they're all like oh yeah well he got teed up yeah of course he did you'd hope that he at least got that but yeah no yeah. i like that quote
1: too yeah it was
2: great <laughs> and, they, and he's completely right with that that they still would be
1: <laughs> yeah truly all right nick what do you got
2: all right um two quick points I another uh thing that i hated about christian laner there's a theme here um so the fact that they claim that he's not a preppy because he went to high school basketball and he worked during the summers, like, uh, or he went to a private school in high school. There's no way he would have went there if he wasn't good at basketball. So don't act like you're not a preppy because you were just there because yeah. you were good at basketball. I know
0: it was weird in the same breath, but the narrator was like, yeah, he, he wasn't, but he also went to this prep school. Okay, well, yeah. okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's not the the last one that I will uh, uh at least mention here, but um I'm gonna get a seven point seven five. Sam, like you said before, like it could have turned awful um like very easily. I feel like it could have turned great easily and it definitely didn't go there. but I thought it was pretty entertaining nonetheless and had some good points, probably just the obligatory like one point bump uh bump up because it's college basketball for mine's take but um, uh, 7.75 Roy Williams, Kansas coach.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Until 2003, which I was a little surprised it was that late. Yeah. Um, I had a hard time rating this one. I usually don't. I'm going to give it a, well, first I want to say that I I liked it overall. It's too long and they did a really good job of gathering the different perspectives. Pete Rosenberg, that guy with the music video and then the, a little hater fan. I thought it was really interesting. It was pretty well spoken. They had Ken Jong, uh a Duke grad. <laughs> after, yeah, how did we not mention that? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was hilarious. <laughs> I, I like mean, multiple his, times too. Yeah. Duke alum, baby. Duke O'Long, Uh Ben Chang from Community. If you haven't watched Community, he's whole, he, that's his best role. Better than The Hangover. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm gonna give it a 5.55. Lo- a lot lower than you guys. Uh, five point five five. Christopher or Christian and Chris, the weird. His weird parents named him and his brother Chris and Christian. Like, what are we doing here? Like, that's insane.
1: Really? I yeah, and
0: named their kids the same name. Get out of here.
1: <laughs> I hate the <laughs> family. That's why his brother picked on him so much. He's like, I want my old Dave, dude. Yeah.
0: Was, anyway. Uh. Yeah. Five point five five. I, I gave it the old, like, would I recommend this to someone? And I would recommend a lot before this one. I, I think most people have heard this one anyway. So that's that.
1: All right. That puts it 28th overall for us. Uh, it's 6.87 as a rating.
0: All right. Pretty medium. Uh, quickly, let's move on to Super Bowls, Mount Rushmore of Super Bowls in our lifetime, Super Bowl games. We're gonna play. Uh, we're a little delayed from the Super Bowl a couple weeks ago, but earlier this month, uh, the last Super Bowl was. played. I don't even know what is it. It was fifty-seven, I think. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we're gonna just give our top four Super Bowls and pick them in that or- in uh in snake order, snake draft. Um, and we'll give our reasons why. Who goes first? You know, no.
1: Ren's first today.
0: I'm gonna go with an early one that I'm surprised that I remembered. St. Louis over Tennessee Mm, in 2000. So I was, what, five? No, I was seven. Um, St. Louis 23, the Rams over the Tennessee Titans 16. Uh, One touchdown game. I remember I was at my cousin's house in Jacksonville, Florida, somehow, and we were watching it, and I was very young. It was my first Super Bowl I remember and it was the tackle at the goal line, and I was rooting for the Titans. So it was I, the team I was rooting for lost, just because I was like – I didn't root for the Rams because they were so popular or whatever. But, I mean, what an iconic moment, that tackle that at yeah. the goal line that would have – Tyson? Yeah. I mean, a crazy moment. Um, yeah, that's my first pick.
1: Yeah, that, that was on my list too. The re, He's yeah. like a yard and a half short yeah pretty crazy um okay i have the second pick i'm gonna go with i mean it's kind of like which tom brady super bowl am i gonna pick here (laughs) you know i think i'm gonna go with uh new england over seattle the malcolm butler interception oh Oh, such a wild, wild end where they should not have won that game and Like, all they had to do was run it with Marshawn and get in, and they're winning the game, and instead they throw with Malcolm Butler, and he – an unknown guy who picks it off and lays down in the end zone for the win. That was nuts.
0: Yeah, talk about memorable Super Bowl moments. Yes. Yeah, I mean, with this, we're going to go – we're going to draft 12 teams. We're all, like, late 20s, so there's been – we don't remember probably 10 of them, so, you know, there's going to be not many left available, but I still think it's a good exercise.
2: Well, I will go with um, David Tyree with the bubblegum on the helmet.
1: Bubblegum. Oh, yeah, That was good. 2008, right? Yeah, 2008. I think so. Yeah. The 18-0 and 0 Patriots?
2: Yeah, that's right. They were the – yep, yep. That
1: was going to be mine, I think, my next one. Um,
2: like- and then I'm going to go recency bias and just go this last year because I think it was a great game just until the last two minutes um, – And then, of course, you know, a game that gets, um, or with the changes with the hold and then uh, with the kneel downs. I just hate good games that come down to a kneel down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The ending was anticlimactic, but it was a good game.
1: Other than that, yeah, it was great. It had potential to be an all time classic. It was definitely the end. All right. I'll go with um, New England over Atlanta in 2017. That was when, if you remember, and Atlanta yeah, just, was up 28-3 to three and blew the lead to Tom Brady. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, yep. Kyle Shanahan is that one.
0: I'm going to go – I don't really remember it vividly, but I remember really wanting Indianapolis to beat Chicago in 2007. Peyton Manning finally getting his ring. Not, I don't know finally how long it took, but um, I just was a big Peyton Manning fan, and I, um, I'm glad he got one in Indy.
1: That, that was good. the Super Bowl that uh, Devin Hester returned the opening kickoff to.
0: Oh, shoot, it was, yeah. It was wild.
1: What else, what else? And Rex Grossman was starting in the Super <laughs> Bowl. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and almost beat Peyton Manning, which is telling as to how good that rest of the roster must have been.
0: Right. Um, uh, next, I'm going to go 2011 Packers over Pittsburgh. Uh, Another close game, really close game. I have vivid memories
1: of that one, too. Um, Yeah. I was living in Wisconsin with all Packer fans at the time, and we went and lit off fireworks after that one. Nice. the street. That was epic. (laughs) I'm going to go with uh, Ravens over the 49ers. If you guys remember, that is the Super Bowl where the lights went out. Um, Oh, the Beyonce
0: um, one. (laughs) Yeah.
1: The lights went out. San Francisco was up. It was the Harbaugh Bowl, if I remember correctly. 2013 and uh the lights went out and then the it was also the deer antler spray one with ray lewis took deer antler spray or whatever to and then came back and played the super bowl why do i not remember this Re- remember he like tore his biceps and was back in like ridiculous amount of time and it was because he like took deer antler spray or something ridiculous like that all right <laughs> Maybe I'm a weirdo who remembers weird stuff. I've been looking at that, <laughs> or I'm making it up. One of the two.
2: Yeah, Google will be like, "What the heck are you talking about?" <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, my my pick for two, right? Yeah. Uh, nobody has taken New England over Carolina in 2004, correct? Correct. I liked the Carolina team a lot. And I came down, you know, to a field goal at the end, I believe. But they were kind of the Cinderella team, right? Um
1: Take the long.
2: Yeah. Trying to find the knowledge uh in my brain. But um I'm gonna go with the which year was this here? Um Peyton Manning in two thousand sixteen, just like with Denver, um, Peyton Manning, just seeing him with a different team, more for that significance of it, but um, but just seeing him with a different team and being able to win the super bowl there. I forget who was on that Carolina team. That was Cam Newton's, uh, how many years was he in the league by that? Oh, they were 15 and one that year.
1: Yeah. That was a really, really good year. Right. Over, and then it kind of all went downhill from there. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to take, uh, Pittsburgh over Arizona in t- 2009. That was like the Santonio Holmes back of the end zone toe tap year. That was incredible. That's why
0: I I can picture watching right now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Same. That was awesome.
0: Okay. My last one, I'm going to go, you might might not like this, U.S. Bank Stadium 2018 Eagles over Patriots. I honestly was, I was feeling the like the drought ending when Philly won. And I was into it because they had, they had struggled for so long in postseason. I bought into it. I know I've already hit the Eagles in Minnesota, but I thought it was good.
1: We'll allow it. Nick Foles <laughs> can't, can't beat that. Yeah, All right, sure I'm going to go to the Doc wish list. Uh, Joe Montana is not mentioned anywhere on, in any 30 for 30. He's not a, a big name um, that, that could be mentioned or be oh, a okay. lead in a 30 for 30. And I think they should make one of him.
0: Good choice. Uh, thanks for keeping it short. We're running out of time, but to expire, uh, we'll get that one made. That's, that'll be the first one I produce. okay? Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back soon.